the key is to understand really what are the motivating forces behind Biden, behind the circus, at the center, the core of the onion. Um, who's really doing this? Who's really orchestrating this? Uh, and then you can get a more global understanding, perhaps, of, of what is really going on and a, and a strategy that could uh, be effective against such an enemy. Um, there was a patent filed, United States patent. I have the number, I have to look it up. Uh, for tracking technology, uh, nano scale tracking technology in these vaccines uh, that has the ability to measure your internal physiology, temperature, heart rate, and also track your location. Okay, this was a patent filed and approved uh, August 31st. And I'll get, listen to what I'm saying, write it down and do your own research and come to your own conclusions. Don't make the same mistake with me as you did with the government. Before we get into the show, I want to share with you the Z-Stack, a powerful immunity-building vitamin pack formulated by Dr. Zelenko, the founder of the Zelenko Protocol. Many of you may have seen my interview with Dr. Zelenko explaining how the combination of quercetin and vitamin C together is a powerful zinc ionophore gun which delivers zinc, the bullet, into the cell where the virus is. Zinc blocks the virus from getting into the cell. Corsetin and vitamin C together are a safe over-the-counter alternative to hydroxychloroquine. Access to this is needed when government restricts and bans effective treatments. Also, it has been established that high normal levels of vitamin D is important for warding off sickness and staying out of the hospital. With the dangers of the COVID shot, we need a strong immune system to keep from getting sick. The danger is getting sick. That's when the effects of the bioweapon shot takes over. The Z-Stack will provide you with a defensive weapon to fight a potential virus. You can see the studies and also buy yours today at the link below or at sarahwestall.com under shop. I also highly recommend C60 gel caps, daily zeolite detox, and my probiotic greens to maintain a healthy body, all of which you can get at my shop at sarahwestall.com under shop. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have the great Dr. Zelenko coming back to the program. And I gotta tell you, this was a little different interview than I was expecting. It was actually just so <laughs> great. I, I, I think it's what I personally needed in an interview. And I think, I think he did too. It was just the right time. We talk about fear, we talk about God. We talk about getting back to just the principles of life. And I, and then of course we talk about all the issues with the vaccine and Biden's new speech and all the crap with the new mandates and what's going on in Australia and elsewhere. But I'm telling you, this is a wonderful conversation. I hope you have an opportunity to listen to it all and to share it with others. I think others will get a lot out of this as well. I am really connected to what he had to say and I just appreciate it so much. Before we get into this interview, I want to ask you to please sign up for my newsletter. I know a lot of people are having problems getting to some of my links. I just want to remind you that browsers are censoring at the browser level. There are countries now that are blocking access to my website. New Zealand is one of them. So if you are having problems, you can always use a VPN. The people who have reached out to me having issues who are in other countries established a VPN or a Tor browser and they were able to get to my website. If you are not in a country that's censoring at, you know, the whole websites, then make sure you switch browsers because the Brave browser, DuckDuckGo, there's other ones, they don't censor and that's probably your issue. But staying connected with my newsletter is the best way to see everything that I'm doing. And of course, you can always subscribe to my sarahwestall.tv or Ebonier. And Ebonier, I post a lot of my stuff there as well and exclusives and, and books and all sorts of things. So let's get into this fantastic discussion with Dr. Zelenko. Hi, Dr. Zelenko. Thank you so much for returning to the program. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me again. We kind of had a horrible <laughs> twilight zone situation with Biden just in the last 24 hours where he has decided to go all out tyrant and put in place all these vaccine mandates. Uh, what do you think about 
what is going on right now. And, you know, we all both know based on the science that these vaccines don't work according to Israel and England's numbers. And even if it did work, it's probably not now with the new variant. So what the heck is going on? Well, Biden's demented, his policies are demented and he's obviously not governing the country. Someone, uh, he needs elder care and should spend time with his family uh, and not uh, be abused like elder abuse. That, that's what I think is going on. Um, whoever is running the country is just using him as a puppet, like weekend at Bernie's. So, but that's the reality. Anyone with half a brain could see that, could see his slurred speech, could see that he's on medications to keep him alert. And if you've studied and done enough geriatric care, you can tell that he has uh, Parkinson-like symptoms when he walks and definitely dementia. So um, that's who the president of the free world is right now. And um, so the, the key is to understand really what are the motivating forces behind Biden, behind the circus, at the center of the core of the onion. Um, who's really doing this? Who's really orchestrating this? Uh, and then you can get a more global understanding, perhaps, of, of what is really going on and a, and a strategy that could uh, be effective against such an enemy. Because it's absolutely evil, but absolutely brilliant. It, yeah, I hate to say that evil is brilliant, but yeah, I, you know, they've, they've pulled something off that is incredible. It's really sourced at the World Economic Forum and all the country's leaders are in lockstep doing this. What are, are your thoughts in align with that? Are you seeing anything different than the economic forum and maybe the powers behind that as well? So I'm, I'm, I wanna make a distinction between conspiracy theory and conspiracy. It's a conspiracy theory, the joke I use to illustrate the differences that Noah in the Bible was a conspiracy theorist, but then it started to rain then it was no longer theory. It was just a conspiracy. The word conspiracy doesn't mean it's not true. It just means a group, group of people conspired to accomplish something like murder or genocide. There's a crime called conspiracy to commit murder. So in, to stay away from being marginalized and made illegitimate by giving theories, I'd rather just uh, resource, quote the people we're discussing and, and task your listeners to not believe one word that I'm saying, but go do your due diligence. Exactly. Listen to what I'm saying, write it down and do your own research and come to your own conclusions. Don't make the same mistake with me as you did with the government. So here's a fact. Um, August 31st, um, there was a patent filed, United States patent. I have the number, I have to look it up. Uh, for tracking technology, uh, nano, scale tracking technology in these vaccines uh, that has the ability to measure your internal physiology, temperature, heart rate, and also track your location. Okay, this was a patent filed and approved uh, August 31st. And I'll give you the patent number so you can show it to your audience. They can look it up themselves. Okay, so how does that relate to the World Economic Forum? Well, very simple. In 2016, and I'll send you the link to this video, uh, Klaus Schwab gave an interview to a French media outlet. It was in French with subtitles, where he said, and this is 2016, within 10 years, every human being on the planet will be tagged with a digital identifier. So if anyone still thinks that these vaccines have anything to do with your health, um, then you're either stupid or in denial or just a puppet or sheep. Naive. But one thing for sure is the truth doesn't interest you. So do you believe that these vaccines are a means for tracking and getting us networked? Because graphene oxide, which has been found in these vaccines, um, can, it, it's the best conductor of uh, frequency and electricity that they have at the nano level. And uh, do you believe it's that, or do you believe it's to depopulate or both? 
again, it's not about what I believe. If, if there's a patent now for that tracking technology that's in the vaccines and it's being surfaced, then why is it there? Well, my question though is, I, I agree with you, but based on the evidence that you have uncovered, do you, so you. have you come to the conclusion one way or the other? Because, you know, is it that the people who are left alive will be networked? Or is it this, the networking was always, or is it depopulation or, I mean, to me, the evidence shows that they want to do both. The vaccine is a tool of eugenics and it accomplishes multiple goals at once. Um, there are three levels of, of death. Uh, there's the death in, within the first three months, mostly from blood clots. Then there's going to be the, the death, a lot where the majority of death happens, according to world experts, from the um, antibody-dependent enhancement reaction, which your person's immune system kills. The, that's what we saw in animals. And then there's longer-term death from incre uh, increases in cancer rates and autoimmune diseases, and also the extra benefit, a cherry on top of infertility. So th this is a perfect tool of to weed out uh, we can't really predict who's going to die and who's going to become infertile or who's not going to have any effect um, if you just left untreated. I mean. And so it is going to weed out the weak. Now, whatever percentage dies off, listen, let's talk about facts. 2015, the path Bill Gates goes on TED and says that the world population needs to be reduced by 15%. That's 1 billion people. The same sociopath in 2020, it's on video, it says that 7 billion people need to be vaccinated. So my simple question is, why would I take a vaccine for my health that's supported and financed by someone who wants to reduce the world population? I and mean, it's been caught, are, been caught in Africa doing it against these people's will. These people are so brazen now that they don't even hide their agenda because they feel that they've taken control of the key industries of social media, mainstream media, academia, politics, and industry, that they could now manipulate humanity without even hiding their agenda. You know, Hitler laid out his plan, what he was planning to do to the world in Mein Kampf uh, years before he did it. The World Economic Forum has laid out its plan which is now being act actively implemented by the UN 2030 agenda. They're not hiding what they're doing. And one of the fundamental principles is that America will no longer be a superpower. Well, they're doing a really good job in destabilizing this country's economy and destroying the moral foundation of this country that that's gonna happen. I'm not sure if it can even be saved at this point. Um, how about this one? You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Do you understand the implication of that? They are deciding property rights. They're deciding whether or not a sovereign individual has the right to own property. The, of course, you'll be, you know who's going to be happy? Those, them, who are going to rent everything to us. It seems like we're going backwards before the Magna Carta. It's, we're, we're regressing. Well, these people devolved, not evolved, but devolved pagans. Because really what they are doing is returning to godless principles of worship of idols, whether it's a golden calf for the vaccine or, or their own themselves. You know, these are wannabe uh, deities. I mean, these people really believe that they can find immortality by transferring their consciousness into newer technology. I and mean, that's what uh, they're aspiring to. So this is not science fiction. This is, this is the reality. And, but there's a way to defeat them. And, and I think we should focus on that because the root causes here, it's a war against God. And really, God is testing each individual, in my opinion, with the following question. Who are you gonna bow down to? You know, I'm, I, God, am making you every second from nothing. Happy birthday, Sarah, because God just made you. And I'm vivifying you. So who are you gonna to turn to for salvation? Because you turn to me, I'll protect you. I'll surround you with clouds of glory. Or are you going to let the fear that's cooking inside you lead you astray in a mass psychosis, run to uh, sociopathic oligarchs, corrupt governments, and the golden calf of this vaccine? Because if you do that, let's see how things turn out for you. I choose option A. I think it's much more prophylactic.
Well, and the evidence shows that option A is the truth. So, you know, the truth will set you free. But what, you know, my goal is to save as many lives as possible, keep people as healthy as possible with my news, my reporting, and also report on ways that we can push back against these tyrants so that we can salvage what we can and have, have a, a place that our children can live maybe like I grew up, or at least in some kind of uh, resemblance of freedom. So uh, go ahead. The world is segregating itself into two camps. Uh, and they're very clear. They're gonna be pockets, let's call them cities of refuge, where people of like-minded orientation, let's say who wanna live in a God-centered consciousness. And it transcends religion, by the way. Yep. You don't have to be Christian, Muslim, or Jewish, or any other faith, as long as you really believe that there's something bigger than you that you're bound down to, who's creating you, and it's not human, and and it has infinite wisdom. If you do that, then you're kind of we're all brothers and sisters. They're new, the variations or whatever. I, I focus on what unites us. So we're going to be living in these pockets of God-centered uh, society. And the rest will be continents of, of idol worship and paganism and, and death and destruction. But this is being done by people to people, to themselves. They're making choices. You see, no one's forcing anyone here. No matter what they say, no one forced you to put a needle into your body. You could always say no. Oh, but I would have lost my job, so lose your job. Oh, I would have been thrown out from school, so be thrown out of school. I can't travel on the plane, so don't travel. Where's your value structure? What, where are your priorities? Isn't your life take priority over everything? Your fertility, your children's life? Dr. Michael Yidden, a really big scientist who yep. was the vice president of Pfizer. So he said like this, he has data and statistics and evidence that for every one child that dies naturally from COVID, a hundred die from the vaccine. Yeah, is that the latest uh, stat? Cause that's a yeah. great stat to get. Everyone in the world needs to know that number. But keep so think about that. I know. Uh, think about it. Historically, pagan nations used to sacrifice their children. Mm -hmm. What's the difference if I cut the throat of a child or throw a child off a cliff or into a volcano, or I inject them with the death liquid that kill, has a 100 to 1 kill ratio? Well, you know, it's so disturbing because, yeah, I might have the decision to say, no, I don't want this vaccine in my body. But does a child? They don't know. I mean, they, they're just taking they're they're listening to the people around them that should be protecting them so we have um that this is where that absolute evil comes in because they have no choice they don't have their free will so it's the job of the parents to usually uh protect their children but the parents unfortunately are so um in such a state of psychosis there's a global psychosis that is set in this was by design. If you studied psychological warfare, you yeah. understand the use of fear, mind anxiety, over time, coupled together with human isolation, invariably leads to a, a psychological decompensation of the person. And they become extremely vulnerable and gullible to anything you will offer them, even false hope. And the dynamic is at play is the following. A person gets so sick of being anxious and in emotional pain that if I dangle something in front of him and say this this will be your salvation he will gravitate to that regard without doing any type of intellectual logical analysis strictly for emotional reasons he would want to reduce his emotional pain by believing that this is something that will help them now if you challenge that narrative what happens is these people become belligerent and the yes. reason why it's not intellectual what you've done is you, you've brought them back into that anxiety state that they so definitely don't want to be in. So they will lash out against you for introducing a, an idea that's contrary to their belief system. That is what's going on here. That the real weapon of COVID, if, if every human being got COVID-19 bioweapon infection and no one was treated, um, you'd have a death rate of 0.5%, 35 million people. Horrible, I'm not advocating for that. However, if you would treat people properly, the high-risk individuals, we can reduce that to by 85% to 5 million. So 
best case scenario, if every single human being gets COVID and gets treated properly, the high-risk individuals, we'll have 5 million dead people. Around the whole world, right? Amongst 9 billion or 7 point some billion people. Yes. Let's compare and contrast that with Bill Gates's vision of 7 billion people getting vaccinated. So according to um, several doomsday predictions, Dr. Dolores Cahill, top immunologist from Ireland, says she believes 90% of people will be dead within two years who got vaccinated. Okay, let's say she's a little exaggerating. It's not 90%, let's say it's 10%. How many people is that? Well, that's 700 million, assuming a 10% death rate. So the reaction that may lead to this genocide is a real fear. In in ADE, in, in the 1960s, we gave kids RSV vaccine and killed the kids. They found out that the, what happened was that the vaccine induced antibodies that when later challenged the actual infection caused an overreaction of your immune system and killed the child. Um, in the seventies, we did the same thing with dengue fever virus vaccine killed all the adults, that, uh, most of the adults that it was given to. So then uh, in 1976, there was the swine flu vaccine which killed 26 people. They scrubbed the entire program. And historically, all the coronavirus vaccines, this is not the first round for coronaviruses, all the vaccines showed ADE in animal models. So I'm gonna ask one one simple question. Wouldn't it be a good idea to exclude this potential genocidal reaction in, uh, in people before you give it to every human being on the planet? I think it's a good idea. And that was not done. And that well, was not done on purpose because the- the, they, they, did, they did know what was going to happen because the animals died. Right. So you can make the argument maybe animals are different than humans. Well, but uh, I want to know, and, and that's why I always say to people, what is the difference between humans and animals? Did they know, do they know that? Well, let's say there does exist a concept where it could be lethal animals, but not humans. Let's just say. Um, but that has not been evaluated. That's the point. That's the point. That it was not ruled out. So that's why Dr. Luke Montague, who won the Nobel Prize in 2008 for discovering HIV, is saying this is the biggest uh, risk of genocide in the history of humanity. And he just Dr. did a sworn affidavit for the International um, World Court for Crimes yes. Against Humanity. Yes. Yes. Dr. Robert Malone, who invented this stuff, is telling people, please don't take it. It's too dangerous. The government is lying to you. And he's beginning to see the beginnings of ADE. Yeah. I told you, Dr. Michael Yudin says it's a 100 to 1 kill ratio of the kids. Dr. Dolores Cahill thinks 90% of people will be dead. So the, the prediction is all over the place. But even if you assume a low level of death, let's say 5%. Well, that's 350 million people. Keep in mind, that's more than the entire World War II. Keep in mind that this is a treatable infection. Exactly, which they are censoring. So when you watch Biden, did you see his speech? Or did you just say, I have enough with it, I'm not gonna watch it? I, I read about it. I, I personally- uh, I understand. I focus on trying to- I understand. I watched it before we did this and I had, my stomach was on the floor listening to him because I knew he was lying and I knew he was, you know, it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. It's, um, we can't let the unvaccinated danger the vaccinated. I'm as angry as, or as frustrated as you are over those who are not getting um, vaccinated because you are doing your job and these people are not. All these comments. And then also the um, getting the children vaccinated and how it's get your child vaccinated. The 12 to 17 year olds, we've had this drug approved by the FDA, which it was not. And there he's even talking about getting the younger ones vaccinated. It, this guy, like you were saying, he's, a, he's, um, he's demented. 
but whoever's behind him, he had, he was probably very well drugged up because he did not look like he was um, having mental issues during this speech. And so it's based on drugs, I'm assuming. So that was a scary, that's pretty scary. I mean, when you look at that, do, do you immediately think of Hitler or you think of Deepak? What do you think of? I mean, I, I don't, I've never, I've never lived through something like this. This is like being in the twilight zone. This is Hitler on steroids. This is Hitler and Stalin combined with weapons of mass destruction. And, and, but in this generation, we're all Jews. This is not anti-Semitic stuff. They're, now, you, exactly. you, thought only, you, you thought 80 years ago they were only going to put Jews in gas chambers. Uh, now, they consider that was a test run uh, for eugenics. That was a test run for a godless philosophy that differentiates people into three categories of superhuman, human, and subhuman. By the way, these are terms that the Nazis did use. They considered themselves superhuman, Ubermenschen that they were the descendants of Nordic gods, that the Aryans were descendants of Nordic gods and that empowered them to enslave the humans, which are the Anglo-Saxons and the subhumans, which that's me and, and gypsies and Slavs and handicapped people and political prisoners. So you, you, you at that point, you, okay, guys, you evaded uh, being a target, but now they're coming for you. They're coming for everyone except those right. that we're, we're, all, we're all in the same boat. And the solution is incredibly easy. What is the solution? I want to hear that. So uh, look, look at the history. One Nazi with one machine gun and a German shepherd could corral a few thousand Jews into a gas chamber when all they needed to do was turn around and trample him. Now it's true, a few dozen would, would have died in the inner circle, but the, the rest wouldn't. Sure, exactly. So really what separates us, America, from Australia, Australia has already built concentration camps. Yeah, I know. They're putting ankle bracelets on people that are refusing to um, vaccinate. They created restrictions about getting basic staples of living. So really what we're seeing the only reason why this has not yet happened in America is that we have 450 million guns in the hands of citizens. Armed and we have um, bullets. Michelle White Dove, who I, I am a friend of hers. I, she's just amazing. She's a friend of mine. Um, she says she, she's, a, she's a prophet type person, but she's always right. And whether you follow that or not, she's just a loving person. But she says, get, get uh, bullets. And when you think you have enough bullets, get more bullets. So if it gets to this, the point where uh, the government is literally coming inside your house with a, with a, with a team, a steel team or whatever you want to call it, to hold you down and to put a needle into your body, um, that, is the basic, that is enough grounds for war, civil war. Self-defense. And because the Second Amendment wasn't about protecting yourself, uh, yourself from thieves, but it was designed to protect the citizens of a country, of this country, from tyrannical government. So if the government begins to overstep, which it has overstepped a long time ago, the Constitution, and is trampling on your rights and is eroding your rights slowly and slowly until you'll find yourself living in a gulag or communist hellhole. Um, so there is a mechanism in place to, uh, whether it's secession of a few states like Texas and Florida, or whether it's, uh, now I'm not advocating any violence at all, but I'm a firm- But you have to protect yourself and be ready for it, right? Also not advocating yes. being stupid. So if someone comes in to give you a shot into your private property, they should get a shot. Absolutely. So in other words, don't violate my, my sovereignty. You're only a government that has been empowered by people like me to do what's best for me. I did not empower you to, to just kill my children. And I'm not afraid of you. Whoever is listening to this, come, come after me. Well, we need Dr. Zelenko around 
So do you believe that, you know, the United States, we're, we're in a better situation than many other countries because we are so well armed. I, you know, Israel is pretty well armed too, but they started their vaccination process much earlier than us. And they're seeing amazing or <laughs> incredibly disappointing uh, results from this. No, it's exactly what the vaccine was supposed to do, it's doing. Yes. Now, do you think that the United States will be the beacon on the hill that will be able to withstand this and be able to turn this around? Or do you think, like you were saying, there's going to be two camps where we'll have some freedom here, but the rest of the world will be under complete lockdown tyranny? So um, the, the world is on the verge of a redemptive event, in my opinion. And how the exact details of how it's going to play out, I'm not sure. But what I am sure is that the current the status quo can no longer exist, where there are two systems of belief that have collided and cannot coexist. The God-centered model versus the Darwinist, uh, pagan, idol-worshiping model, where humanity is uh, artificially um, categorized into, uh, into groups giving one complete control over others. And in reality, what they're doing is they're challenging God's sovereignty. Because it's God, if we're made in his image and our lives are sanctity, that means he, he decides how many of us are on the planet and how long we live. Uh, and not people like David Rockefeller, I just saw a video from him about him uh, preaching eugenics and world population control. Uh, th this was 50 years ago. And he's on video saying this. This this ideology um, actually started um, at the Civil War, uh, if you know the history, simply because the black uh, population went from being an asset, a, a piece of property, to being a huge liability after the war, because these were people that had been suppressed for so long that they needed time to catch up to everyone else in terms mm -hmm. of the skill set. And so they became a huge financial liability. And there was talk in this country about setting up uh, regional extermination camps to get rid of the black problem. But they came up with something much more um, effective, which was um, Margaret, Margaret Sanger, Sanger and her birth control initiatives, which later got changed to Planned Parenthood. You notice that most of those centers are in black uh, poor neighborhoods and there's a reason there and, and they've actually brainwashed the clergy of the black world to encourage uh, abortion and to in other words they've enlisted the Al Sharptons of the world to, to achieve their agenda. Yeah it's just absolutely insane I mean I understand as a woman having control of my own body like with this vaccine I want control of my own body, but for God's sake, this is a genocide campaign, <laughs> the abortion stuff. I mean, I, can't, I don't even know how a mom, I don't know how a mother could have an abortion, but keep going. Listen, uh, we're in this world for 120 years, or 80 years or 50 years, and I was just diagnosed with recurrent cancer uh, third time. I don't know how long I have. I hope, more, I hope a long time, but I don't, it's not in my control. I hope a long time. But. So I'm not afraid to die. You, you understand that, I've, that the address between life and death is something I'm quite familiar with. I've been there almost seven times already. And when someone lives in that perspective and he realizes that this world is a stepping stone, a transient uh, stop on the way to true um, divine union, and it's extremely important what you do in this world. This, we're not, this is not a waiting room. This is actually a time to prove your commitment to the creator and to, and to love other human beings and by doing so sanctify his name. So that's an opportunity that we're being given. He endows us with consciousness and free will. These are two unique divine attributes and he gives us the leeway to make choices that really matter. So I'm not afraid because I know where these devout pagans, they're gonna be prosecuted in this world and in the world to come. Uh, yes. 
Now, I'm not a, a saint, believe me, and I have my own things that I have to, like every other human being has to work. But one thing is I want to be better. <laughs> I, want to be, I want to be closer to God than I am. So we're, we're all works in progress, you know? Isn't that, and tell me if you agree, isn't that the point? It's the striving for goodness. It's the striving to live as, it, it's, it, you know. It really matters the mileage in your speedometer. In other words, what's the distance traveled spiritually? It doesn't really matter where you are on the absolute scale. It's more, what did you do? They're not going to ask Sarah why she wasn't like Zeb Zelenko. They're going to ask, you're going to be asked, why was Sarah not who Sarah could really be? Each one of us has a potential. Each one yeah. of us, and we're not competing against each other. We're, in a sense, competing with our true potential. Are we there? And the answer is always going to be no. Because the second we, meet, we finish the job, time to go. So if you're alive, your job is not finished. So, <laughs> and that's the beauty of life. And, and everything, every new challenge is met with apprehension and potential anxiety. But how you navigate that anxiety space will determine uh, the quality of your life and what kind of servant of God you are. So I believe that anxiety lives in the psychological space where God is absent. But God is never really absent. It's only absent in your consciousness. And so if you realize that he's making you every second happy birthday again, then you're never alone. If you're never alone, there's no room for anxiety. So that takes a lot of work. That is not an easy thing to do all the time. That requires <laughs> mindfulness all the time to navigate the around the, the chaotic turbulence that's being thrown our way. But that's the beauty of the life experience. I've been through two open heart surgeries, two rounds of chemo, radiation. I mean, tremendous amount of pain. And I would never have wanted to go through it. I would never ask for it. I don't recommend it. But no one asked me. And now that I'm, well, facing round three, but after I finished round two and I was looking back, I wouldn't give it up either because of the, the growth, the expansion of consciousness, the discovery of inner strength that I didn't know that were there, that were latent, and that the challenge, adversity brought them out to, to my consciousness. So it's a funny thing. Like I would never ask for this journey, but I, I would never give up the, the fruits of that journey either. Yeah, so, that's, that's right. You, you deal with something that's so incredibly hard and painful and you wouldn't wish it on, your, on anyone, but what you get from it is so amazing. And the, 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 the most important thing is I learned how to live with fear because when you realize your own, the fragility of your life and how, how mortal you really are, and we're all in the same boat, no one really knows how long they're going to live. It's just that it was thrown in my, in my consciousness that you have terminal cancer, you, you have this, you have this, you have this. So it's, it's in my head, you know, and to live, live with that, in a, and use that as a catalyst for growth. Since I was diagnosed with cancer, I had two more children. Mm. In other words, instead of being in the shutting down mode, for me, it, it motivates me to be more constructive, to do more, not, not, not to give in to the, and that's, I guess, three and a half years ago when I was put through this training, um, so there was no treatment for my type of cancer. I had to invent my own treatment. And then I stopped being afraid of human beings because I thought I was going to die anyway. But three and a half, three years later, those two skill sets became very useful because I ended up being in the, the largest outbreak in the country in the first week of March and there was no treatment. So what do you do when there's no answer? You find an answer. Had, Absolutely. I had already been prepped by God for that, that one. And it turned out that. Do you feel that, because I sense that sometimes too, my, my hardships in the past has prepped me for what I'm doing now. You went through that period where you had to find an answer for your cancer, which is what God prepped you for, for the situation you are in, in New York. Right. So there's two other things that became very useful. Um, when you start realizing that you're mortal and that you're 
life is almost over and that you're going to be meeting the creator, you stop being afraid of human beings. And then God said, he doesn't want to see me yet. Proof being that I'm still talking to you. And, but the lack of fear of human beings stayed with me, which is a very useful skill set when you're stepping on the toes of the globalist, the liberal left before an election and the pharmaceutical industry. Um, So, and and at the same time, I realized it's not me, it's all God. And that it's the point of my life is not that people should know who, who I am. It's rather that the name of God should be sanctified. And if I have a little portion in that task, okay, I accept it's really something I do want to do, but all, all these life lessons, this spiritual maturation prepared me for the task at hand. And, and I want to share um, a prescription. I'm going to give everyone a prescription that will save your life. Um, in the Psalms of David, he writes, King David writes, turn away from bad, do good, and live. So let's define the terms. Turn, turn away from bad. Don't take the poison death shot. Don't give in to the fear and stop being isolated from, from the people you care about and other human beings. That's bad. That, that's already like death. You don't have to wait to die. You're already dead. So stay away from the poison death shot. Do not give in to the fear and isolation. Do good. You have to be proactive. So what's do good? If you fall into the high risk group or moderate to high risk, you should be in prophylaxis with antiviral, uh, even over the counter options before you get sick. In other words, not to get sick. And if you do get sick, you need to be uh, started an aggressive treatment within the first few days of the onset of symptoms and you will live. That's what the evidence shows that, you, that this disease, this infection is extremely treatable in the first few days first five days of the onset of symptoms. Even if you're vaccinated, if you keep yourself from getting sick and you treat it right away, people are making it. Yeah, um, that's right. So if you understand the trigger for ADE, it's another viral infection that is close enough that the the antibodies that you develop from the vaccine recognize that infection and, and they mate. That's a big problem because there's an explosion where the immune system gets uh, upregulated and just does all the damage in your body. It's an overwhelming, unhealthy reaction. It's an autoimmune disease. So the key is not to trigger those bombs. Just because you have bombs in your body doesn't mean that they need to go off. So the first thing is don't make more, more bombs. Don't take another shot. And, um, and then take measures that will prevent you from getting the infection. And, and if you do get the infection that you treat it within the first day or two and you will live. So what do we do to turn this around? Do you think that the biggest thing is just not giving into your fear and, and trusting your, the facts, the evidence and, and your own beliefs to fight back against the powers that be. So let's take the example of Zev Zelenko, uh, some Hasidic hick doctor in upstate New York, treating his little small community uh, through certain divine acts of providence. Um, I end up on the global stage treating world leaders and making a lot of noise uh, that has affected millions of people. And the key, again, I'm not taking credit for it and I'm just answering your question. The key is to, is to do what's right, not what's easy. And you have to be ready to sacrifice. You see, I'm ready to sacrifice my present so that my children have a future. Exactly. Every parent wants the best for their children. They want their children to have more and a, and a better experience in life that they themselves had. And that is the biggest pleasure for a parent. And this uh, satanic society that we live in, it's the, it's the other way around. Let's vaccinate the kids so the grandma doesn't get sick. Let's sacrifice the children so that grandma doesn't get sick. 
well, well, if you're such a believer in the vaccine, so vaccinate grandma, leave the kids alone. Exactly. It's pretty obvious. So, so the common sense here is it's not about your health. It's not about grandma. It's about uh, weeding out the psychologically feeble, the feeble-minded, and they do that themselves. No one's asking you to walk into the, no one's telling you or forcing you to go into a gas chamber. You're doing it yourself with a smile and saying, thank you. So now that they're trying to mandate the rest of us, they're doing like what they're doing in Australia. I have a lot of people in Australia that listen to this show. Is it just a matter of time before the vaccinated start dying in mass and their whole facade? Yeah, it, it, their whole facade is going to break down quickly. I, I believe that they're forcing this, jamming it down their throats because they know that they're running out of time. Yes, the evil, I agree. The evil has dug in because um, they know that once the true narrative is out there, there's going to be retribution on a global scale. And, you know, 70% of the corporate wealth in the world is owned by 150 people. Yes. And those 150 people control all the industries. Media, definitely uh, pharmaceuticals, and uh, politics for sure through their um, paying for elections. So um, whoever, and I don't know, I haven't done my, I, I don't really care. But they're just people. They're just people. That's right. And um, they will also meet their maker. Um, I just think that God has had enough of this idolatry and this paganism and this human filth that we are doing to ourselves, that uh, denying his existence, sacrificing children, aborting fetuses, um, worshiping false gods, whether it's money or power or, or even doctors. Um, I think that the creator is saying, okay, uh, let's, uh, let's bring this to a head. Let, let's see which forces are gonna win. I'm, I'm done with the status quo. And I, I, God always wins, that's the principle. And um, I don't know the timetable, but I believe that life is not about the, the quantity so much as the quality that you live when you are here you know it says that the righteous are called alive even after they're dead and the dead are called and the wicked are called dead even when they're alive yes so life and death for me and believe me i've seen a lot of biomedical death it's not that i'm not familiar with it, what it is but life and death for me is defined differently the closer you are to the source of life whether your soul is in a body or not irrelevant the more alive you are. The further you are away from the emanator, the more dead you are. So then there's a spectrum. So when someone believes that, I have to share with you the story. There's a certain rabbi in 1927 that was being tor tortured by the precursor to the KGB, Enkevedeh. And he had in his head uh, all the underground Jewish infrastructure that they wanted to approve. So they tortured him and beat him up, all that stuff, and he wouldn't talk. So he took out a gun and pointed to his head and said, this toy has made many people speak. So what he answered then has resonated in my ears 25 years. He said, perhaps someone who has many gods in one world, but someone who has one God and two worlds, this toy is ineffective. Mm. That's a great saying, and it's so applicable to right now. Can you explain how you came up with the Z stack and why, you know, why you did that? Because it's such an amazing story. Well, Cuomo, the, the ex-governor of New York, uh, issued an executive order in the first week of April of 2020. The executive order was blocking pharmacists from dispensing hydroxychloroquine to patients that were not in the hospital. And that was an executive order directed against me and my patients. Why? Because I was the only one in the state using hydroxychloroquine to treat people in the outpatient setting with great success. 
So when, when that executive order was issued, the pharmacists stopped giving out hydroxychloroquine. Now, if you know how this stuff works, it's like a gun and a bullet analogy. The zinc kills the enzyme that helps the virus grow, but zinc cannot get into the inside the cell where the enzyme is. There's a substance called the zinc ionophore, a zinc delivery system, a gun. Talk about gun control, right? It, uh, Cuomo took away my uh, zinc delivery system. What did he care how much zinc is inside a patient's cell? Oh, I, oh, because it was getting people better, that's why. So, so I needed a substitute. I needed a new model of gun because they took away my 50 caliber hydroxychloroquine machine gun. So I started doing research and, and <laughs> on the NIH servers, listen to this, I come across yeah. uh, papers about zinc delivery systems. And one of them is something called quercetin with vitamin C. Full, full disclosure, I had no idea what quercetin was. So I Google it, you know, when I still use Google. And it, I see it's over the counter. That was that aha moment in my life. Where I said, do you know what I just discovered? The cure to tyranny. Because there are two mm -hmm. risk factors of dying from COVID. It's the incompetent doctor you choose and the tyrannical government you live under. Because the incompetent doctor delays your treatment and the, and the tyrannical government obstructs the access to the life-saving medication. So you have two major obstacles. But now I can tell, tell you, Sarah, listen, go to the vitamin shop and buy um, four things, quercetin, vitamin C, uh, D, and zinc, and use it in the right way and you'll be fine. So, and I open sourced all that information. I, I didn't believe in monetizing it. I felt it was crucial to humanity. I just let, I let it out there. But then came the problem. Um, a lot of people can't put a puzzle together or it's hard to find all the puzzle pieces in, in one place. So I had patients complain to me that logistically they couldn't find what they needed. They couldn't find it in the right dosing. They weren't sure which type of zinc to use. There was, my office was answering all these questions uh, for the, most of the part of the day. And they asked me, why can you put something in like one bottle and one pill? So I said, ah, that's a good idea. Why not? Make it uh, easier uh, to, to get, to source, to give people more access to care. And so that's what, that's how, that's what happened. It was, I have to send Cuomo flowers because he motivated <laughs> innovation. He, he motivated innovation because there's a saying, you don't go to war with the army you wish you had. You go to war with the army you do have. And he took away my hydroxychloroquine gun. So I needed to find a substitute because my patients were dying. It's not a, I'm not being funny. I, I really, they were desperate. Yeah, exactly. And I, I was, uh, by the way, I, I wasn't doing research. I'm not, I don't even like research. It's just, I was trying to keep my patients alive. And so, because there was no answer, I had to improvise battlefield strategy medicine. And, it, and by the grace of God, it worked. I, I was as surprised as anyone else. I have to tell you, I, I really just, I couldn't believe it myself. But after 50 times, you know, you see that this stuff really works. And I realized what I found. So I got the president's attention by making a video. Uh, and then I actually sent a letter to the president, which I wasn't sure if he got or not, until there was a news conference and he makes an announcement to the world that he's taking hydroxychloroquine because he got a letter from an upstate New York doctor sharing with him his experiences. And he didn't even want to come to the White House and meet me. So, <laughs> so that was my letter. I found out that he got my letter just like everyone else uh, because I didn't know. So that was pretty pretty cool. And, and that spread a lot of awareness, but also created a lot of opposition. This is right before an election and anything that may have given Trump a edge was vilified. So a lot of people died due to liberal politics, literally. Yes, absolutely. Well, they've been, now they're doing the same thing to ivermectin. I'm calling it horse paste and all this other stuff. Now, ivermectin is the same as hydroxychloroquine as far as getting the zinc in the cell, correct? Yes, uh, they both have multiple mechanisms, but they do share in common the zinc ionophore 
approach. By the way, I innovated hydroxychloroquine, but I never said that was the best approach. I only said it was the only approach then because we didn't know anything else. But subsequently, ivermectin came on, on board and steroids and blood thinners and monoclonal antibodies and drugs like colchicine and Luvox. And I basically, when I treat people, it's not a cookie cutter approach. Each patient gets a separate unique treatment plan depending on the particulars of that patient and their history and their symptoms. So there are times I use ivermectin, there are times I use hydroxychloroquine, there are times I use both. What would you say is the difference between ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and quercetin? So ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine are both 50 caliber machine guns. I haven't yet figured out which one's better. They seem to both work incredibly well. Don't, I don't like ivermectin for one thing, that the dosing is weight dependent. So each, and, and also the prophylactic dosing is much different. Uh, it's 0.2 milligrams per kilogram and the treatment dosing is 0.5 milligrams. So there's a lot of calculations involved. People get confused where hydroxychloroquine is pretty as a standardized. So, and I know it's safe in pregnancy because it's been used for 65 years and uh, we give it to children, we give it to nursing mothers. So the safety profile is, is well-established. Although I believe ivermectin is just as safe. Um, so it's more like, you know, I'm, I sell life, I'm a salesman. And, and when someone comes and they, they're having, has, they're hesitating about hydroxychloroquine because of the bad PR, it's, it's not about hydroxychloroquine. It's about getting you the right medicine at the right time. And if you're only gonna take ivermectin, that's what I'm gonna give you, because it works. Now, quercetin is a 22 caliber pistol. That's why I don't recommend uh, that approach for high-risk patients at all. For my, uh, it's the best almost for preventative, but yes. once you get nailed, or if you're high risk, then you need to seek a doctor's advice who's not clueless, who really is keyed in, and you can get a higher, uh, something that is stronger. Correct, and, and that's much more appropriate. However, if you cannot find that option in the right time frame to take the available options, even though the counter ones. Besides quercetin, there's something else called EGCG, which is a green tea extract. And um, that works also as a zinc delivery system. And so those are very cheap and available. I'm not even pushing my stuff. You can put, go put your puzzle together. You may save a few dollars. What's more important to me is that you have the right medications in your house and that you properly risk stratify yourself so that you know what level of aggression, how aggressive to be in your prophylaxis and to treatment. That is a very important distinction. Um, I have all that criteria on my website uh, for free, if anyone wants it. Um, it's uh, my name, vladimirzelenkomd.com, vladimirzelenkomd.com. And on the top, you'll see a, a tab for protocols. And then there, there are two, there's prophylaxis, which means prevention, and then there's treatment. And so download both of them or study them, figure out which category you belong to. In other words, are you over 45? Do you have medical problems? Did you take the vaccine? If the answer is yes to any of those, you're in the high-risk category. And then follow the instructions for the high-risk prophylaxis and high-risk treatment. Um, if you're in the lower categories, then you're, you know, for kids, I don't recommend anything. Yeah, because why? Unless they got the vaccine, right? Which... <laughs> yeah, if a 10-year-old with a vaccine is a 99-year-old in a nursing home. Yeah, that's, un that's unfortunate, but yes. Okay, well, you are, I just, I think you're a godsend. I thank you so much for what you're doing. I, I love the fact that you're teaching people about fear about, I mean, that, that's really, what, what did they say? The only thing to fear is fear itself and we can overcome. So thank you. Thank you for giving us your time today. God bless you, sir, and, and God bless America.